Hi, everybody. Alan Arnett here with another podcast on alanarnett.com. It is Tuesday, May 31st, 2022, and I am just delighted to have my good friend Wilco Van Rulen here with me. Hello, Wilco. Hello. <laughs> You'd think I'd be able to pronounce your name after all. I did live in Amsterdam for two years, and you're, a, you're, you're about as Dutch as they come. <laughs> yeah, great, 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 great. Hey, um, Wilco and I have a lot in common. You probably don't know this, Wilco, but we both have electrical engineering degrees. I yes. don't think either one of us ever practiced electrical engineering. <laughs> no, sometimes at home, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, and I can change a light bulb, but, you know, ask me to design a circuit today, forget it. No. Um, but also, we, um, we have a lot of mountaineering in common. We first met in 2006 on Broad Peak. It was an expedition that I put together, and afterwards I swore I would never put together an expedition again. That was a crazy time, wasn't it, Wilco? Yeah, yeah, but still good memories. Oh my gosh, we were there, and it was a group of people from all over the world. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. including um, including our our good friend uh, Gary McDonald. Um, yes. and I think you guys all summited Broad Peak. I didn't summit it that year. I got sick or whatever my normal uh, we we also were not because uh, just we we went to the central summit ah. and then uh, we went back and then the disaster struck uh, don't know if you remember but the german uh, expedition uh, guys you know who went on for the real summit they didn't came back and they uh, yeah they they passed away uh, that night and were calling for help etc so that was uh, a miserable uh, experience but in our group, we had a really uh, a good expedition and we learned a lot. And what you say, I met uh, Jerry McDonald and it became him a, a friend of life. And you two went on, on from Broad Peak over to K2. Yes, exactly. Made a, I made an attempt on it and then a big rock yes. kind of hit gear in the head. Exactly, exactly. And, and the stupid thing was, I was there also in 1995, a long, long, long time ago. And then I was hit on the Abruzzi uh, Ridge. And, and this time, Jer uh, was exactly hit on the same place. How stupid can it be? But it was also a disaster because he uh, survived nearly. And, uh, but of course, you know, maybe because of this event, we said, okay, uh, we are going back together with a bigger team and then we will, uh, we will summit it. And, and, and we did, but you know, we know probably also the tragedy in 2008, which hit the mountain and us. And um, yeah, that was a, yeah, a really tragedy because in that event, uh, Jared passed away. You know, Wilco, that, um, that's a very, uh, that's gone down in the history of mountaineering as, as, a, um, as a salient event, I guess, that, you know, you guys did everything right, but then that big old Serac, just, just a sliver released yeah. and cut the rope, and then you guys- Yes, exactly. You had yeah. to go back up and down. I mean, and yeah. there are so many heroes in that story, um, and for you, more things probably went right than wrong, even though you did suffer mm -hmm. frostbite, and I, mm -hmm. I can't- my, have a, my question for you is that when you think back about that, mm -hmm. do you think about the things that went wrong or the things that went right? Uh, first of all, you know, I get I, I, I'm, I'm shivering again, you know, when I'm talking about this event, because we work so hard, you know, on our own route. We fixed our own lines, you know, on the season route. And then, you know, finally we summited, you know, with all the problems we had. But then on the way back in just one night, you know, the whole expedition turned in a tragedy because, you know, the ropes were gone. And, and yeah, what are you doing when your ropes are gone? You, you start looking and, and searching and you're convinced that you finally will find the ropes. But finally, nobody found the ropes, you know, because they were destroyed. And, but nobody knew. So, you know, it's, it's a complete, yeah, 
a situation you can't imagine and also not from previous experiences so so it's a complete new situation and then you get lost you know you 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 yeah because finally people will make their own decisions so one climber is going to the left the other climber is to the right and you know it's it's one big mess and and everybody tries to survive and and who is doing good and who is doing wrong you, you don't know and i'm still here and these questions, you know, are still bothering your mind, of course. You know, I was last summer, I met Kurt Dienberg, for example, you know, he had a big tragedy in 86, you know, and he said also, you know, it won't help you, you know, because you never get an answer. It, it is how it is, you know, and, and, and be grateful. And that's what we are. And we still, you know, are also happy, you know, if I look into the photo and I see, I see Gerard looking to the sky through his glasses with a big smile, you know, it was our big dream. And of course, you know, maybe it's, it's too young to die. But on the other hand, you know, you can be 90, you know, and regret the things you didn't. So finally, we are, yeah, it, it sounds stupid, but still happy and proud what we did. You know, it was, yeah. it's, and it is our passion. And, and of course, if you have bad luck in a car accident, it, that's, that's really a tragedy. You know, you were not with your passion. You didn't say goodbye. You know, you were probably not focused or whatever. And we were focused. Everything was there. But yeah, nature is, is how it is, you know, and, and yeah, shit happens. It's, it's how life works. Yeah. Yeah, that mountain K2, um, I just, it, it scares me to death, um, the number of people that are climbing it now, especially this past week. Yes, yeah. So many people and that, um, honestly, I'm trying, don't want to be, you know, know-it-all or judgmental, but it just seemed to me that people that are, that are going on K2 these days don't really uh, understand no, how no, dangerous, no. Now, it's difficult. No. Everybody understands it's difficult, but I don't think they understand the danger. No, 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 but... Uh, in, in, in general, you know, people who are climbing with oxygen and, and trust all the Sherpas and all the technical systems, I, I really don't get it, you know, it's a so medical, gonna, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get, we're going to get into yeah. the, the uh, oxygen stuff in just a yeah, second. Yeah, 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 but, but, you know, yeah. they have no glue, you know, really. Yeah. Yeah, but but okay, maybe we will have talk. We will talk about later later in this conversation. But for me, it's it's, it's also surprisingly, you know. Uh, yeah, how 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 yeah th this works that 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 yeah that people go to k2 uh, if it's just an event you know to yeah. to, uh, to have do and and yeah and i i i really scared for the future because i think one time there will be a big tragedy again you know and then and then we're looking to each other and then we say how could it have happened yeah if if you if you know have no clue what, what you are, are climbing you know with with all the the dangers there are it's not a matter of just a fixing rope and and going with 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 oxygen there are so many other dangers but yeah you know this is the whole it's the whole matter of having the experience and then having the um the 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 judgment to make the right decision at the right yeah. time by being self-sufficient and yes. not being dependent and, and so we're going to yeah. get into this technology yeah. and, and dependence on it those type of things a couple other things that um that we have in common is that we both have summited everest and k2 um and, but our styles are night and day 
I, uh, I, I've always gone with commercial groups and uh, I've always used oxygen. So I'm the guy that we're talking about of the guy that goes with the commercial groups, follows the fixed ropes and, you know, has to cook at base camp. And uh, I call myself a recreational climber. I call you a professional climber because your style is that you, you, you know, to the best of your ability, you, you go with a small team, you and your best friend Cass, you guys go, you fix ropes whenever they're not there. You, um, you may have a cook, but I remember on Broad Peak that you brought an entire barrel, uh, that big blue barrel of uh, food. And I, and I, that was the first 8,000 meter mountain I'd been on. That's not true. It's the second one. And, and I was, I was thinking to myself, that is a great idea. But then you had the yeah. Pakistani cooks cooking your food, but you were eating much better than the rest of us. Your style also includes not using oxygen, not using supplemental oxygen. And you already alluded to it of not being dependent upon that technology. So mm -hmm. let's fast forward through all of your career and in, in all the mountain climbings you do. And now you run your own guiding company in the Netherlands. I mean, you're the real deal. So you're on, you're on Kanjichunga this year for the second time. Yes. And, um, and you got skunked the last time, mainly weather and conditions and things like that. But now you're up there and there were 69 permits in 2022. So it's you and Cass, you're going to try to do it as independent as possibly you can. But the number one rule is no O's, no supplemental. Yeah. yeah. So you get there, yeah. you, 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 you uh, climatized Mira Peak, and then you and Cass get there and you make your first time up. You don't make it. And then you try again. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, of course, also without Sherpa support. So that yeah. means that you have also to bring up your camps, you know, your stuff. And, and the higher you come, the more heavier it will, you know, with all the equipment, etc. So so all you first you have to do all your your your, your rotations. And, you know, if you're climbing without oxygen, it takes more time, you know, to do your rotations because without, with oxygen, most of the people don't go climbing higher anymore till the second camp, you know, till, till, till 6,100 or something. And then they go back and then the next, the next rotation is actually the summit attempt, you know, and, and from camp three, they start using oxygen and uh, that's the way how it works. And normally, you know, you have one or two or maybe three windows. <clears throat> and Kansanjunga is really a, a special mountain uh, because it's really, you know, on the, on the, on the, on the border of India, right. which is on the other side, you know, it goes to Delhi, which, which is 45 to 55 degrees. And then high up, it's minus 30. So you can imagine that this weather pattern is completely different than Everest and K2. It's more worse. And in 2018, we were fighting like hell and we had only one opportunity, one window, you know, and then it had to be happened. And that time we had to go back because uh, Cass, my partner, was not feeling well anymore. Uh, he, had, he was uh, yeah, some altitude uh, sickness. I don't know, but it, it, it was looked like that. But these, this year, it was unbelievable. It was so brilliant weather. You could go to the summit every day. It was really unbelievable. So what happened was that if you're climbing with or without oxygen, that this planning is completely um, yeah, um, from each other because the, the climbers with O2 could go to the summit every day, day. And without oxygen, you need normally five weeks to fully acclimatize. Now, we were lucky that we acclimatized on Mera Peak. So when we came on, uh, on Kansinjunga, we were also in, in two weeks ready for a summit push. So we, we, we settled Camp 2, Camp 3. We had even put Camp 4. 
And the first rotation, it was also a, 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 an ambitious summit attempt, um, ended at 7,800, which is unbelievable, you know, without oxygen, the third rotation, 7,800. So let me let me stop you there. Why did you why did you guys decide to do that um, with that limited amount of acclimatization thus far? Because of the weather, no, the opportunity. No, we were acclimatized because we climbed Mira Peak two times, yep. six thousand four hundred. So when we came into the base camp of Kanzenjunga, we we were yeah, pretty fast in 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 fixing uh, our our camps. And then actually we were also ready to go. And of course, you know, it was our first time that we went to camp four and normally we should have gone back, you know, because camp four is high enough, eh, 7,400. But of course, you know, the weather was there and we thought, okay, there is a summit attempt. Why sh shouldn't we join them? Yeah. So we joined them, you know, and we are of course behind the, the rest. Right. And then we saw that there was a discussion because they were, uh, yeah, not 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 sure about the route, and that took time. So they stood still, and then I said to Cass, you know, okay, we get cold feet like this, you know, so we have to go down, and you know, why sh why shouldn't why should we taking risk now, you know, in waiting too long, etc. So let's go back. There is time enough, you know. We will rest for uh, I don't know one week or longer, and then we go for the maximum ultimate uh, summit attempt. But then strange thing happened, and that is because of this commercialization you know that all the o2 climbers um yeah could could go to the summit every day and finally we heard from from base camp and you believe it or not these days that they have some kind of a base camp manager so that's the guy who everything organized who tell the the clients when to go to the summit you know they they tell uh, the uh, the sherpas exactly what to do because the Sherpas they hired, they are not the most experienced Sherpas because they are expensive. And these bigger organizations, they're working with less experienced Sherpas. So they listen to the manager and they go with the clients, you know, on when, when the manager said. So we were coming back from our rotation, 7,800. And then this guy told us, listen, uh, we are almost done, you know, with, with Kansenjunga because everybody climbed already the mountain and you got three days to do your last attempt uh, because we are um, yeah, uh, breaking down the mount, uh, sorry, the, the base camp uh, after 12th of May. And we were shocked because in 2018, we were at the end of May, you know, in trying to get to the summit. And now the, and now it was suddenly 12th May, our ticket we had was, uh, the, the the 6th of June, can you imagine? So we had maximum time, you know? And then finally we, we, we heard, listen, you don't have an option. And of course we were shocked, but what to do? Because, you know, they're breaking down, down the base camp and they're taking all the cooks away and they say, and we, we fly with a helicopter back uh, Katman, to, to Kathmandu and, 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 and the expedition is over. Because- so to clarify, you are using the logistics of another company, a commercial company. Yes. You're using their base camp services, but nothing. Yeah, else. because because I, I've always learned, you know, that it was the cheapest and most efficient yeah. way, you know, in an yeah. international team to share the base camp logistics and services, etc. That's what we were used to be. That I'm ne never again in the future, because now they forced us, you know, to stop our own expedition. 
And you know, there was one uh, other yeah, uh, uh, team from Romania and, and one che Czechoslovakian uh, guy. And they were, yeah, they, they did it smarter. They had only a cook and a base camp um, um, uh, yeah, logistics, actually, but, but not, you know, other O2 climbers. So there was also not a manager who was telling, you know, what to do. And they were fully independent. And we could have sit still there, you know, because it's the end of May. We, we, we could still do a, a summit attempt, you know, these days. And the weather was unbelievable stable. It was not normal for Kansajunga. And it was not only for Kansajunga, it was for Everest, Makalu, everywhere. But believe me, next year it will be different. Yeah. <laughs> and, and people, you know, counting their self rich, you know, I, I hope you, that you uh, understand what I mean, yeah. because they think, oh, they did uh, four 8,000, you know, with Haley and, 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 and Sherpa and, and et cetera, et cetera. I'm also doing, uh, going to do that next year. Now, I will predict that next year will be totally different. And if you, you know, for the same amount of money, there will be the next tragedy because these people, you know, they, 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 they don't make their own decisions and they don't look around, you know, uh, how, it's, how it works. And, and for me and you, you know, it's, it's important that we, you know, that we can make the decision, you know, by our own about the weather, about how you're feeling, etc. But in this case, it's unbelievable. We saw that, that just other people were, were, were giving the orders. Yeah, and and that's that's for us. It was it was really unbelievable. Yeah, that's the difference in the styles that um, you know that you, as I said earlier, becoming self sufficient. So you understand, you can read the weather, you can read snow conditions, yes. avalanche conditions. You recognize your own strength and you know how where your body is, and so you do make that your own decision. So you it's personal responsibility. I was talking to Adrian Bollinger about this the other day when yeah, you about yeah. his ski descent on Makalu, and we were having a similar discussion about that personal responsibility. We're going to get into uh, at the very end to kind of talk about how the sport is changing. So yeah. you, you went. So I want you to tell tell the viewers and, and the listeners about your tough decision around style is basically came down between using supplemental oxygen and probably summiting or not using supplemental oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. And giving up the summit what yeah. a, what a you know th this is where it comes this is when you you know you're tested right yeah yeah absolutely because i am really against supplementary supplementary oxygen uh, for a very simple reason you know that if you are not using this system you can trust your own technical system you know it gives exactly the, the right kind of signals when you are exhausted etc etc if you use oxygen, you know, it's fine to me. But for me, you know, I can't trust my own body because my body doesn't know what is not knowing any anymore what's happening. And in the meantime, I wouldn't have sit here anymore, you know, after my K2 uh, 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 event or disaster experience, how you call it. You know, if I would have climbed with oxygen because we were much too long at high altitude, you know, in the dead zone. So I am here. Uh, thankful, you know, because my body was taking, you know, the signals and, and, and the intelligence to make the right kind of decisions. And I didn't not uh, take the decision rational anymore because I was too tired, you know, and I was too long at altitude. Right. But my natural system, you know, said, have, have given me the right kind of signals. So I was really 
amazed, you know, that it sounds crazy, but that I only lost my toes. Because how intelligent is it that if the energy is not there anymore, you know, that it's outside minus 30, there's no energy anymore, you are too long at altitude, and that your body is processing, listen, I will make sure that the blood in the brain and in the heart will be still 37 degrees. And I'm only, you know, closing the, the heater down, you know, that, 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 yeah, but it's, we can't design a technical system like that, you know, which is so intelligent. And, and that's how I survive. So I have really a big respect for life and how it's working. Okay. Now on this mountain, I said, okay, we are going to climb without oxygen. We knew that if you climb to without oxygen, then that the climb from camp four to the summit, approximately 20 hours. We knew it from a previous, yeah, from another climber, a Romanian climber. He did it. He's a really good guy, a good climber. And we said, that's too long. You know, it's too long, 20 hours in the dead zone. Okay. So we said, we will make a bivac much higher, you know, than camp four. We went, we, we got after three days rest, only three days rest after almost 8,000 meters. They said, listen, you have to go because we are breaking down the base camp. Okay. We go up and after... I don't know, a few hours in, in the direction of camp two, my best friend Cass said, I'm too tired, you know, it's not, I'm not going, it will not happen, you know, and he tried, he tried, but he was too tired. Okay, yeah. he's going down. What to do? You know, I said, shall I go down with you? And he said, of course, no, no, you have to, you know, to try. But I knew also, okay, I went to camp two and there was, you know, mental, you know, thinking thinking what to do what to do what to do what are my options going alone you know without oxygen knowing that you need 30 hours because i couldn't make it bivac in my own you know that so i had to go start from camp four which was too low 7400 meters so you have to do 1000 meters in you know in rock and and steep steep ice terrain so i said okay this is now not an option what what is the other option going in in this case with an with a spanish climber lolo uh, nice guy a lot of experience normally he climbs also without oxygen in this case you know he was not acclimatizing very well so he called his, uh, his doctor and he said okay you know the only way using oxygen so he used oxygen yeah with a sherpa a young sherpa 20 years old i said okay i will join you okay for this time i will use oxygen i'm always against it but if you have never used it how can you be against it? So I thought, okay, let's use it and let's try it. We'll see. And I used it, you know, we started from camp four and it was not yeah, feeling good. You know, I heard this me me mechanical system, yo, this flow. It, it is it, coming. Yeah. It, I, I, I found it awful really, but okay. The first time I was looking behind me, you know, who, who's behind <laughs> me, it, it was coming from my mask, you know, but okay, we went. And, you know, they told me 8,000 meters, you left one bottle. I had two bottles in my backpack. There was no Sherpa. So I had to uh, use one bottle till 8,000 meters, and then with the last bottle to the summit. We went, and at 8,100 meters something, I was still climbing with the Spanish guy and his young Sherpa. And this young Sherpa said, listen, I have a headache. I have pain in my, in my feet. You know, um, yeah, I have to go back. 
And this Lola, this 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 Spanish guy said, I have to go back with this young guy, you know, I can't let him go, you know, in his own. So, you know, but you can go on. I say, yeah, but how how should I go on? You know, with I'm I'm alone, you know, with one oxygen bottle. Yeah, but I will give you my oxygen bottle, and then you have two oxygen bottles again. But there was another story which was going around in my mind. There was in this expedition a Belgium guy named Rudy. Rudy went with the sur first summit attempt. He, he had a Sherpa, so he had a, one oxygen bottles, and his Sherpa had two oxygen bottles, one for him uh, extra. But the Sherpa went down without saying anything. So this guy was at 8,000, I don't know, 200, 300, and Sherpa gone. He thought, yeah, this is my only, you know, only chance. So he went to the summit, was there one minute picture, go back, but his oxygen bottle was finished, finally. So he was starting to hallucinate. He froze 10 fingers. Oh. He, he was really, really lucky that he could find uh, camp four in his own, came in the base camp and told us the story. And this was also in my mind, you know, what happened if I'm going alone, you know, am I, I don't believe in this system. I don't want to be dependent, you know, and what I'm, what I'm doing, I'm, do I'm climbing Tansinjunga, make myself fully dependent. Why? And then finally in my mind, you know, something was clicking and I thought, okay, this is not the way I, how I want to climb because I saw the rest coming up, you know, very slowly like robots. It, it's not my style. And I thought now I have to be honest to myself, you know, of course you try to rationalize it for yourself, you know, and to, and then I thought this, and, and, and finally I was, I was happy, but I was also, you know, surprised that it took finally so long, you know, to take this tough decision. Because if you have principles, if you have a style, if you are so against something, how can you? Yeah, I, I needed it, you know, to learn from it. I don't know how, uh, why, but I was really uh, relieved when I was going down and 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 thought, why couldn't I take take this decision, you know, just in camp two. I don't, maybe because I thought, yeah, I, first I have to suffer or something, you know, uh, before <laughs> I can, I can, yeah, I can quit or something. And, and then later I spoke my friend in the base camp and he said, when you said I'm using oxygen, I was really thinking, what is he doing? And even my wife was, was, was saying, you know, by the satellite phone, what are you doing, you know? And I said, yeah, you have to understand me because this is my last chance, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's this unbelievable. Is, this is not who you are. You know, your story reminds me just very briefly that on my first attempt on Everest, I got right below the balcony and I was, I was on oxygen and I was with a young Sherpa also. And I realized that I could go higher, but I, did, I didn't know if I could go lower. In other words, I could probably have gone to the summit, but I probably would have yeah. died. Yeah, yeah way and i had a good friend that once told me that his grandfather told him when you know the right thing to do do it and i yeah. think you had a moment like that when yeah. you were up there debating what's the right thing to do who who is wilco what is my style what's my values and yeah. in the end you had no you there, it was an easy choice in the end because you knew the right thing to do yeah but it was so hard to to handle but also because the experience in 2018 you know, then I went back and, and now I thought this can't be true. You know, we, we, we have we, everything is there. The weather, the, 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 the logistic, our tents, you know, everything. 
and I thought by myself, oh, now I have arranged the oxygen. Now there is nothing anymore left, you know, which which we, we uh, yeah, which will be in 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 the way, you know, before success. And then finally, I realized, yeah, but what is success, you know, standing on the summit with with, with oxygen? Is that your ultimate dream? No. Yeah, then you have then you have to you you need the balls, you know, to to say, okay, you want this is it. And that was a hard decision, really a hard decision, because I was really convinced that this time we should succeed, you know. And then, and then, yeah, it is always, you know, you know, an expeditions, you, 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 you think always, you know, okay, now we have everything, you know, arranged, and now yeah. we, the only thing we need is a little bit good weather. Yeah. And it was, it was not a little bit good weather. It was the unbelievable. Yeah, that high pressure sitting over northern India just—I uh, mean, it just—it just blessed all the Himalayas except for Dalagiri. It, it, it that seems to always be a, a problematic mountain for weather. But uh, did, so when you were descending, though, did um, eventually you probably took off the mask because you didn't like the yeah, noise yeah. and all of that? No, no, no. Did no. you? Did, were you just focused on getting down as a as a mountaineer, or were you in the back of your mind? Were you thinking, oh, I should turn around and go back up? Did you have second thoughts no. going down, or you just no? No, it was the, the moment I said I'm going down, there was no regret. It was a relief. I took all the things, uh, you know, down and, and, and I was really, uh, yeah, done with it for, for a moment, you know, I was really, but I enjoyed also, you know, I was going down. Uh, finally, uh, I slept one hour in camp four or something. Then at five o'clock or something, uh, you know, the, the world was awakening. I, I went down in my own. And then I really enjoyed, you know, the atmosphere and 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 yeah, that that the, the valley was still in shade, you know, and that that the first sunlight, you know, on the big mountains. And yeah, I was proud, you know. I, I had no regrets, and and I thought, but it still amazed me that it took so long, you know, before I could take this decision because it from people are asking me ah, it must be felt really great you know with climbing with oxygen because you have a flow and it is easier to climb but it was all irritating me you know it, <laughs> it, it, it was really um, this big mask you couldn't talk to each other you know and and i really hate it you know and and then yeah finally with with this uh, sherpa also i thought it 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 had to be like this you know it it's it's yeah it 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 had yeah it's it it was maybe um the lesson i needed i'll just admit it you're old school <laughs> yeah well, probably but that's what i'm looking for you know it's 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 the quick the quick success you know yeah. then you go to the next one but i was talking with Cass, my my buddy my 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 big my friend and he was also done in the beginning, you know. I said, oh, okay, maybe we're going too old, you know, and uh, we, we're going to a nice 7,000, blah, 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 and a nice route. And, but then he said, but we invested so much time, and, and let's be honest, you know, it's, 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 it would be stu stupid, you know, to go to another mountain, you know, and, and because you have kind of relationship finally, you know, and, 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 and you are still curious, you know, about how it is to last 300 meters. And for me, that's the new adventure, you know. So for me, yeah, you know, it's it's nice to say, okay, it's finished, next one, you know. But yeah, it's you know the 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 the, the mountain where you have to go the most of the times will finally teach you the, the most, you know. 
so it, it's not about the quick uh, wins. That's not so interesting. And and I'm also I know also that summiting is also you know um, the end for that mountain, but. If you remember that mountain, it's most of the time not the summit, but all right. you know, the, the the setbacks and and the problems, and and I needed for Everest also two times without oxygen. You know, K2, I was three times in K2. Is that is that is that uh, negative? No, for me it's 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 yeah, it, it's 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 my it's a lifetime and 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 and. Yeah, may, maybe I'm the person or the type of guy who needed always two or three times for, for or maybe three <laughs> no, times. That's for me. <laughs> yeah, that, but that's me I too. Four times. <laughs> yeah, but but I think the story will even get better. You know. Yeah. You know, I always tell people, um, especially uh, new people, when I do the summit coach consulting stuff, that um, I say my goal for you is not to summit, and and they always kind of yeah. look at me like, you know, yeah. what? You know, why yeah. would I hire you? I said, yeah. my goal for you, I said, of course, my goal is I hope you summit. My goal for you is yeah. to have a positive experience and come yes. back home to your family. Yeah. And, you know, and we can't, sometimes we can't, we are, we, a lot of, we cannot, we cannot determine what's going to happen on these mountains, you know, Never. objective danger, weather, health, you know, stuff happens all the time that prevents you from summiting, but you can choose how you respond to that. And exactly. you can choose to have a positive experience. So yeah. I find it fascinating that you got back down to base camp um, and it, it sounds like you're almost giddy, just kind of just happy that you were no. down, that you yeah. had been true to your values, that when, you know, when you hit the wall, when the shit hit the fan, that you actually said, okay, this is who I am and I'm going to stay true to that. And so yeah. you're at base yeah. camp celebrating that, uh, that victory, yeah. Yeah. And, which was not yeah. a summer. It's, 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 and, and it's funny that, that, yeah, you know, my friend was, yeah, he said, it's only a mountain, you know, and, and at that time I was thinking, how can you say it's only a mountain, you know, it, it's, it's, it's everything, you know, in, 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 in this moment, you know, but yeah, finally, yeah. if you, if you, if you think clearly, you know, yeah, you know, also like me, you know, that after uh, one month or two months you know nobody gives a shit anymore about it you know and and yeah so you have to, you have to yeah to to think you know okay what what has it teach me and and yeah i'm i'm even more curious now you know how it is you know on 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 the last part and 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 yeah for me um it's it's um it's it's like uh, you know if you are very hungry you you want to have it and and grab it and 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 eat it right away you know but it will it will give you a better feeling you know if you can just stand it and 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 take it one hour later or something you know <laughs> but but that you have to, that that's that's you have to learn because otherwise like a child you know you 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 grab just, everything and as and, fast as possible yeah yes yes <laughs> isn't it isn't it odd though that we that we go on these mountains and and in the cases where we don't summit yeah, I mean, there's there's always there's always this low level feeling of oh, I, you know, wish I would have summited. I mean, that's 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 human nature. But yeah. by the same token, you get home, and even if you had a pretty tough experience, you know, like what you did on K two, there's still something about this mountaineering that just draws us back. And you know, yeah, and people ask yeah. me after my my third time of not summiting on Everest, Alan, are you obsessed with the mountain? I said, yeah. well, maybe, you know, but all I know is that. I have a deep desire to go back and do it again. Yeah. 
Uh, but that that's that's the big philosophical question, you know, that why ordinary people who dev, who haven't these experiences, they can't they can't understand, you know. But it's yeah, it's what you say. It's it's they draw and and that's what I try to describe with a relation, you know. You you get some kind of relation. I yeah. don't know, yeah. and and it is not it's not a, a stupid rocks and or stupid snow and ice and and it changes also every time you go yeah, there totally you know it's, yeah. and and that's also unbelievable you know and yeah it's part of the magic yeah and 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 a mystical thing you know and and yeah for me there it's it's some kind of art you know and i can't describe it it's a it's it's maybe a painter you know looks to a to a painting you know i i can't understand but for me, it's it, it's 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 the mountains, you know, and and then people say, oh, why don't you go living there? Yeah, that's not uh, the thing, you know, because after a while, you you get also, you know, yeah, bored from the mountains. But but and 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 you you really, you know, pray to 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 go home and and to enjoy all the the other things. But after a while, you know, you know, you want to go back. Yeah, that's yeah. for me logical. Hey, listen, um, I, I want to uh, kind of shift in as we wrap this up over the next several minutes or so. Um, you know, the world of mountaineering is changing, and I'm talking yeah. to a lot of people these days about that. And, um, you know, the, the use of uh, supplemental oxygen, you know, some people are running eight liters a minute in a situational bottleneck type of area. Whereas traditionally, I think when you and I, you know, were on broad peak the first time, you know, you weren't using it, but I was using two. Uh, two liters a minute there. Actually, I never even got a chance to use it. Uh, you know, helicopters. Now people are just flying uh, all over the Kumbu and all over Nepal, you know, going in. And after they acclimatize, they go take a vacation in Kathmandu with, by a helicopter yeah, staying yeah, at five-star yeah, hotels. Yeah, 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 you know, the yeah. Sherpa support now is gone up from, you know, less than one for every member now to sometimes two, even three Sherpas for each member. Uh, yeah, yeah. As you mentioned earlier, people are linking multiple 8,000 meter mountains together. And we're not talking about this, the Everest Lhotse, which is just kind of a, not even no, almost, no. A, it's no, just, no. that's really a link. No, they, they, but, you know, they're going up to, you know, they summit Annapurna, they go over and do uh, Dalagiri or King or whatever. But, you know, the world is changing. Um, mm. And I don't want to be the old man sitting on the rocking chair on my porch, you know, yelling, get off mm. my lawn. Because uh, I accept the fact the world is changing, um, but I'd love to hear Wilco. You've, I mean, you're as you're as qualified as anybody on this earth from a mountaineering perspective um, to uh, make a commentary on what what you see the world of mountaineering as it's evolving today, and where do you think it's going? Now, I don't call it an expedition anymore, you know, because for me, an expedition means that you are the whole decision making process, you know, about the weather, about the tactic, about the, the, the teams, you know, uh, the financial, everything, you know, you, you, you do it together in a team, you know, or maybe you do it alone. But, you know, hiring some kind of organization who, who do the whole uh process from from logistics from 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 helicopters till to, to sherpas to uh the tents to, to 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 everything you know i call it an event you know and we are have lots of events and 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 for me you know yeah i can't understand or 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 accept that um the um, 
the, the happiness of, of, of scaling a mountain, you know, the way on expedition style or in an event like that, 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 that it has the same satisfaction. It, that it, for me, it's impossible because normally you study a mountain, you know, and, and I was two times on Kansenjunga. The relationship is getting better and better. I was three times on K2. I, and after, after so many years, I dare to say that I loved it, you know, that to be there more times instead of only one time. Because if you're going only one time to a mountain and, and it's successful, I have climbed many uh, uh, mountains also in, in, in the Alps or in the Seven Summits, which is, you know, if you have uh, Don McKinley and, and, and Everest, the rest, you know, m most of the time you do it once or, or in, in one time. If if the things are too easy, it's 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 get it's at the at the back of my mind, you know. It's it's not 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 giving me the the rewards um, or lessons or 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 uh, insights um, which gave me all the mountains, you know, which I had to two times or three times or even more times, you know. So the quicker and the faster you do, the less. Um, the less imprint or the less intense it is. I think the people who fly in to Kansiung, I've seen them, they are two weeks there and they fly out with, with the summit. But I, I think if you wake up them in the middle of the night and you say, can you please uh, tell me something about Camp 3 or something, they can't tell you anything because they, they just slept one night and they went on and, and, and when they came back, they, they, they skipped the camp, you know? They have no clue how to pitch a tent. They have no clue, you know, in, in case of making a bivouac or, 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 or if things are not according the plan. And this will happen in the future, that, that I will predict. And, and I'm really, because now they, they, they have a big mouth, you know, we can arrange and we can control. You can't control nature. You know, if something goes wrong and there will be going things going wrong, especially if you climb 14 8000ers, you know, you have not only to do with Nepal, but also with Pakistan, there will go, there will go things wrong. And then, and then people will look to each other, you know, yeah, I thought that you, uh, uh, you know, said that everything will be according to plan or that we can control everything and that we have helicopters and, but helicopters can't fly if, if the weather is too bad, you know, I've, I've been waiting for three days, three days, you know, on Kansenjunga, and then I was done with it. I started walking, but we were the only one. Everybody was waiting till the helicopter was coming. Doesn't, doesn't matter how long it takes. And then, and then I really, and I think, I think if the helicopter breaks down and they have to walk, you know, from Kansenjunga to the last town is two days walking over a huge, really uh, rough glacier. I think most of the people uh, can't walk over this glacier. It's 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 really it's it's a really tough day, you know, or actually two days. And you have to find the way by your own, also, you know, about all the the, the ice uh, yeah, right. and yeah. rock formations. Uh, and and this for me is really strange that that you fly into a mountain. There is a line. You they tell you where to click into the line. And they say, say, okay, seven o'clock, we, we, we're going to start. And, and they just follow a Sherpa and, and they, they, they arrange the oxygen and they're going into the dead zone. And yeah, 
they 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 hope that everything will be all right and most of the time it, it is all right but i i can't really how can you go in in into such a danger and it's called the dead zone if you are not fully uh, capable of making the decisions by your own i i i don't get it i don't get it because the sherpa can also get uh sick or 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 hit by a stone or whatever yeah yeah and yeah, yeah. i think though um that is a formula um and when i wrote up my uh, my summary of the this season i have a big section called changes where i go through a deep discussion of this but this is a formula it's the it's a formula climb and yes, the large yes. especially the large nepali companies have um, become experts at this formula yeah. You yeah. did hit it on a key point, though, that uh, when you have so many people now coming and you have a one to one or one to two Sherpa and the Sherpas are not quite at the level that they need to be at from their experience yet, they probably will over time. Yeah, but yeah. that also in, has an increased risk. So I've said this for a long time and people are sick and tired of hearing me say this, but it's inexperienced clients with unqualified guides. And that's a recipe for disaster. We saw that in 2019 with 21 deaths across yeah. all of the 8,000 in springtime thankfully yeah. this year we didn't see you know nearly that number yeah. of deaths but yeah. you know yeah, this because experience, of the weather yeah, yeah. because of the yeah. weather exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and and and, uh, and there is, is another important thing is what i have seen is that normally sherpas doesn't matter which uh organization they belongs but if shit is there they they are together and they solve it Yes, I have seen this year on Kansiunga, the Sherpas were with their clients. Absolutely, they didn't look to each other. They didn't communicate. No, and on Kansiunga, an Indian guy was dying, you know, or was fi finally passed away. I, I, I knew this guy a little bit because I was in the in this, in the same helicopter. I, we had lunch, we had coffee. It was a smart guy, a financial guy. This guy, I heard from, from my expedition members, you know, that his oxygen mask was hanging here, that he was climbing like, like Donald Duck, you know, not, not, not straight anymore. There was nobody which did anything. No Sherpa. There was no, no, the manager of an expedition was even in the team. He was only with his client. He didn't do anything. How could it be? I think in the previous years, they would have, you know, done together something. But now people, you know, are under pressure. They are inexperienced. They have to summit for their, for their bonus, of course, you know, but also for their own um, career, you know. So, and, and most of the time they don't know each other because they, yeah, they, 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 if you are more experienced, you know each other. But if you don't know each other, you know, for me, it was, yeah, I don't really, I found it uh, yeah, a, a disgrace, you know, that, that, that this Indian guy um, passed away. But it was brilliant weather. There were enough people. There were enough Sherpas. How, how can this happen? Yeah, yeah that's tragic. He, uh, I think he was 54 years old. He yeah, yeah. just died at Camp 2. Uh, that, that was very, very sad, very sad. You know, and also uh, to your point about the Sherpa in the close-knit community, like on Everest, I mean, a lot of the Sherpas came from Portsea, you know, um, and now a lot of them are coming from um, um, other valleys, but they all know each other and they are a tight-knit community. But now when you have to support 
three, 400 members uh, across six different mountains, um, you don't have that opportunity for that, that sense of right. community and they know each other and work together and, or back up each other. I, I'm right. confident it'll happen, but it's going to, it's not going to be in the same style that, you know, that you, that you made your first 8,000 meter uh, mountain climb. Right. With. It's going to be more and, like what we saw this year. And, and also that an experienced Sherpa should take care for, you know, a Sherpa who is less experienced. Right. You know, we our you know, the Sherpa of 20 years old who went with the Spanish guy, you know, which got boots, you know, which were not fitting, you know, that's why he kept got pain in his boots or in his feet. The most experienced Sherpas have never looked to him, you know. He was just the first gun, you know, with his client. Yeah, and then I'm really thinking, where is lead? Where is the leadership? Where is the responsibility? I won't any mention any name of organization and or or people, but you can imagine, you know, that this is going wrong. This 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 is not how it, how the how the Nepali community um, used to work. You know, they were always looking to each other and always helping and always caring. And and I have I haven't seen it this uh, this year. You know, I guess uh, trying to end on a positive note <laughs> that uh, yeah. it is difficult in this conversation, but it's but I think we're having a real conversation about you know the realities of what's going on in the world of mountaineering, high altitude mountaineering these days, commercialization, um, mm -hmm. and it, I think it's really important to separate the commercialization from individuals like you and Cass or uh. you know. Hungarian guy who went up and did Lotsi, uh, you know, yeah. completely self-supported uh, David yeah. Gutler, yeah. who climbed Everest without, yeah. you know, yeah. oxygen and pretty much carried yeah. everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think this, I think the sport, you know, it, it is what it is and it's, and it's going to, um, it's not going back because no, the, no. The, the kind of the good news, bad news is the bad news is the stuff we've been talking about. The good news is it's opening it up to a whole new group of generation, a whole yeah, group of people yeah, that would, yeah, they yeah. never dreamed of being able to summit an 8,000 meter yeah, mountain, much yeah, less yeah, two in yeah, a single yeah. season or three. Um, so in that sense, you know, people are being able to enjoy what you've yeah. talked about so eloquently yeah. of yeah. the satisfaction, the connection that you have with the mountain. I don't think it's the same level of experience that you have, but mm -hmm. it's still, it's, it's better than sitting at home watching TV. That's true. And uh, I agree fully, you know, that the new generation, maybe it's their style, you know. Um, but for me, it's, I'm really, yeah, um, I find it interesting that if you ask to them, you know, how, how do you see the future, you know, in mountaineering for yourself? Oh, they say, as quick as possible, I will done with 14, 8,000. And then I'm going to do something different with my life. And then I think, and they say, I'm, 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 you know, I'm I really felt in love with the mountains and blah, 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 blah. And they make all nice video uh, footage. And, and, but the thing, I think, how can you stop after a few years? You know, then, 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 then the love is not really intense. You know, if you say <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah, a part of my life and then I quit. That, that I, yeah. <laughs> but, but maybe, but maybe that's, uh, that's how it works. And, um, you know, I, I, I wish everybody luck, but, but what, what I really regret is that every year people die. Um, yeah. In my, in my opinion, unnecessary. Yeah. I think if you warn them more with more transparent and more open with the risk, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and you organize it, you know, a little bit different, you know, 
and and maybe this is a transition maybe it will get better but i think um that 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 the tragedy is necessary again you know before we will say to each other you know yeah th this is too big risk we, we 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 have to organize it or differently or you, or or you uh, yeah or or you don't have to do this sport you know and and well <laughs> and i hope yeah, that that we that yeah that that we can make it stronger and better and and more responsible and and what i also missed you know is is the team feeling you know normally you know if you are an international team you are a long time on one mountain now people will fly in and out you 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 have not the ambition anymore to to make real contact because you think in three weeks he's gone you know and and I will see it on Instagram, but I'm not interested in his real passion because I I'm wondering if there is a real pa passion or it's only about ambition record. Yeah, you know one of my fondest memories, and we'll we'll close with this, and uh, I'll give you the last word. But one of my fondest memories of, of mountaineering, because uh, I've been on maybe 37 major expeditions now since I started late in life. I didn't start climbing until I was 38 years old. And, um, but I remember sitting in the dining tent uh, in um, Broad Peak Base Camp. And, uh, and we had us all there. And you talk about the camaraderie and, and building the team. And, you know, and the, at that time, we called them high altitude porters. You know, they were in the tent with us. And Gare, you know, from Ireland, he started yes, yes. to sing. He started to sing in that, oh, in yeah, that yeah. beautiful, beautiful yeah. musical voice yeah. of his, and that yeah. the lyrics and the tone. And I yeah. actually have, I actually have an audio recording of that that I listen to occasionally. And maybe yeah. I'll play that as we're, as I'm closing out this uh, this yeah, interview. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. But I just remember that moment like it was yesterday because that was a moment that you had a bunch of passionate people that yeah. desperately loved the mountains. Yeah. We, we actually connected as a team. We took yeah. care of each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. It yeah. was, uh, yeah. I mean, for me, that was, that was what mountaineering was all about. Yeah. I have also still very good memories, you know, about you saw the, the Irish people, you know, and, and we have still contact with them, you know, it's, and it's, that's also important to say, I think that people sometimes think, you know, if people pass away in mountaineering, okay, you know, it's business as usual, or we go, uh, you know, next day work is calling, but we have still, you know, got a new kind of family, you know, because what happened of on K2. And I think that, that that is really, really important. And if I think, you know, about the tragedy, you know, that this Indian guy passed away, between you and me, there was nobody, you know, who cares. Hmm. That's, that's really sad, you know, it's, it's, everybody was, you know, yeah, tomorrow we, we go and, you know, with our own, uh, our own planning, you know, to, 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 to hit and run, you know, the summit as fast as possible. Yeah, that, that for me, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad because, you know, if, if there is no bonding anymore, yeah, you, you, I hope that you don't do it for the Instagram, Instagrammers, you know, mm -hmm. I hope you do it, you know, for the feeling and for the relationships you build, because one of the nice thing I find also in mountaineering is we don't have any mountains in Holland, but <laughs> when I go to the Himalaya, I see, I see, you know, my buddies and sometimes I haven't seen them for, for five or six years. And it's like yesterday. yesterday, right. And that's, that's this international and we don't have politics, you know, 
we we if you are from ukrainian or russia or india or pakistan it is always we are friends and and that's we are an example for the world you know if we are so connected to each other and what you say you know normally if you have a little bit connection you try to help each other yeah and that's what i really like you know and 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 yeah it's it's hard to explain because in the modern world it's also maybe going too fast and too 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 individualistic and 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 finally you miss the most yeah the most deepest moments you know if you don't have make time for each other to and 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 to do a sport internationally and and especially when there are are, are risks it makes life even more connected you know than the real friendships uh yeah are 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 yeah are, are growing actually and without risk there is no real french friendship yeah 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 and, i and think when you talk about suffering i mean sometimes when you suffer together that brings you closer together yes and and also it means not always physical you know but right, also right. in daily life if you if you have to deal with a really big issue that brings you together you know and and that's what mountaineering does on the positive side absolutely wilco thank you so much um i i hope the people listen to this um take to heart um, how a person can have these very strong personal values and when a decision point comes in their life they choose to honor their values and stay true to who they truly are and not yes. and not take another path that one day they, they may regret um so thank you so much and i hope to uh, see you in the mountains one day soon that would be <laughs> lovely uh, alan and uh, thank you for the invitation and uh, nice to have a chat with you, you again uh, and, and we'll keep in touch for uh, for sure and uh, i will uh, follow you also on the next expedition <laughs> <laughs> but i won't be on instagram hey one last uh, when's your when's your next book coming out i know you're a prolific author when's your next book coming out uh coming spring Okay. So uh, takes will take a little little while, but um, it's yeah. I think it will be uh, again uh, yeah very nice uh, nice nice book with all these experiences on Kansen Yunga because it was a really really important one. So yeah. uh, it can't miss in the book. All righty, I'll get it and put it on my shelf back here with all my other favorites. <laughs> I see it. Very good. Hi. All right. Take care, my friend. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. We're all at dinner tonight, and we have a special treat tonight. With uh, we have several members of our Irish team who have put together a little song, and we hope you enjoy this song. <laughs> I'm going to go and say, 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 I